2: Hey, guy here, something a little different today. So today I went on to a podcast hosted by my friend Ashley Adamson. It's her podcast. It's called Your Mom, and her co-host is Lisa McCaffrey. And uh, they interview, mostly they interview a bunch of moms, famous athletes and uh, high achievers, that sort of thing. And uh, they also have some other really impressive conversations. I listen, highly recommend it. And uh, Ashley said, why don't you come on? You cover the Niners a lot. You can ask Lisa questions that you think the like hardcore fans would want to know. They have an episode out as well coming out soon, a mailbag where they answer a bunch of questions. And Lisa talks more about the 49ers there, but we got into as much as we could in the uh, time we had. It was really fun. Uh, It's going to start. If you saw the clip that went viral this week of Lisa doing an interview with Jeremy Shap, in which she tells a story about a, a youth football coach yelling at 14 year old Christian McCaffrey. We're going to start with that story. And um, I enjoyed it. Hope you did too. Here we go. It's Ashley Adamson. Lisa McCaffrey and their producer Betsy's there as well and uh, I appreciate them letting uh, a dude come hang out for a little bit. By the way, did you guys talk about Lisa going viral for that uh, high school coach who uh, <laughs> said so, guys- Oh wait,
3: yeah, I-, I did have somebody reach out and ask me to ask you about that Lisa. That you is guys- Okay, wait.
4: okay, regarding that. That's an old that's an old interview.
5: Yeah.
3: <clears throat>
4: but I just have to say the boys pediatrician called earlier today and I wasn't able, I was, I didn't have my phone with me. He left. So he's, he's like an older man. He was their pediatrician, all of them growing up. He just left a message and he goes, hi, Lisa. I just, you know, this is Dr. Cheddar. I just wanted to say that. um, Yeah. I wanted to tell you that Christian's not a pussy. Swear to God. Swear to God. I was, I I took the message and sent it to every one of my kids. I go, this is the best message I have ever gotten in my whole entire life. It's the greatest thing that's ever, I was, Crying, laughing. I said, "Ed, Ed's like this is the best. It was so good. If you knew this man too, like he's just the sweetest older man ever. I loved him. He was just a great doctor. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. I know I should play it. It was oh, it was so, so good." So Christian's
3: pediatrician confirms that he is not a pussy. I'm so glad we have. That. Did he say anything about Ed? Was it? Was did he you didn't. No, that one's jury's still out on that one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> All right. You know what? I thought the first question would be a real serious journalism question.
3: Oh, I'm nervous. Never got one of those.
2: Christian got hurt at the game the other at the end of the game the other day. How is it? Is. Let's He's break fine, some news.
4: Yeah. Okay. Breaking news. He's no, he um yeah, he flipped land or he got flipped, landed on his head. He's fine. He has a he just, you know, like a little stinger. And um, little stinger. This is not breaking news. He was totally fine. He said he would have gone in had they needed him a hundred percent. So let's all calm down. With that Cause I know I had my same. I had my mom calling all my, all my mom's friends calling. Is he okay? Is he okay? So funny, but no, yeah, he definitely. And I think he said, he goes, I would have totally gone in. And he said, hallelujah that he goes, I felt better coming out of that game than I had the last six weeks. He felt very good coming out of the game. He did. His neck was sore, but that's come on, everything's sore at the end of a game. When, you know, you're playing running back and those yeah. big guys are falling on you. So, yes, um, there's not really much news there. So, sorry, guy. Good try.
2: No, that's good. That's a good clip. Well, you, yeah. well, that'll go viral. Uh, yeah. The other – all right, here's my other question, which is not journalism question necessarily, but for people who don't follow the Niners very closely or maybe don't – you know, are, like, really into the real game and not on right. the, like, Twitter BS that happens, one thing that happens a lot when the 49ers play is that uh, Christian will get every carry in the first half and the Niners would be up, like, 14 – And then the third quarter, he'll get every carry. And the Niners will be up, like, 21. And then the fourth quarter will start, and he'll get, like, four straight carries. And all the Niners fans on the internet go, Kyle, will you give it to somebody else and let Christian rest? And so my question is, do you ever say, Kyle, will you let somebody else carry the ball and give Christian a rest?
4: I do not, because... They know what they're doing way better than me. And if you ask Christian, he is not getting enough carries. He wants every, he wants the ball every time. So I I stay out of that debate. It's, it's not up to me. I think Kyle has proven himself that he knows what he's doing and it's good actually there. And then, no, but then two games ago, everybody was bitching that he didn't get enough carries. Did you? I don't know if you read that. Twitter. Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah, I saw that. You can't. No, win. I don't.
4: I just I kind of laugh at the Twitter stuff because it's absurd. Um, so yeah, I honestly think it's what the defense is giving them is is de- that depends the that depends on the play call. So I think Kyle kind of knows what he's doing. Um, and Christian wants the ball every play, which he's just just a fighter. Um, but and yet he's not mad if somebody else gets it either. He'll block for him whatever he needs to do. He's just he, he after he's just so happy to be on this team. He's just so like for real. This is. Like such a blessing. Like this is a team. It's it's just amazing. That's I mean we were reviewed it after the game. We sat there and we were all just like, can you believe I'm here and on this team and we're going. I'm going to the Super Bowl. It's it's just, it's a dream come true.
2: I think it's great you stay out of Kyle's business because I have a quote here from Ed from like five years ago when I did a Northern Colorado game. He was the head coach. And he said, we asked him, like, you know, why do the kids play football? And he said, Lisa's the Lisa's actually the, like, I'll come home sick of football and she'll be watching football. But actually, one of the things he said here, I remember, Ashley, I sent you this quote. He said, and I had to read it twice to make sure I wrote it the way I think I wrote it. Lisa used to coach their soccer coach. So you didn't coach them, you coached their soccer coach? You were very involved? I coached
4: their soccer, their literally little, little, little league soccer teams. Yes, I did. And Ed likes to say that, the reason they don't play soccer anymore is because I was their coach. Oh, you were their I coach. Was okay. Quite the uh, it's like the great Santini out there. Um,
2: <laughs> but so it, you weren't like, coaching the coach. I wrote it wrong. No, no, no. no.
4: I was actually their coach. That and and by default, it wasn't like I walked into it. Everyone's like, oh, you played soccer. You you do you coach? And mind you, they're literally like five or six. They're Little, like little. No one's making the MLS you know that year. So everybody calm down. And Ed seems to think that I was this hard-nosed coach. That is couldn't be further from the truth. I was very sweet. Um, but they did one of the, the games, yeah. My oldest son lost to a team of girls. Um, called the Powderpuff Girls. It was so awesome, and, and like actually, I think Christian played on that team too. They lost to the girls, and it, it, looking back, it was glorious. It was it was hilarious. We still talk about that game today. It was so <laughs> fun. It was literally like three on three, but when you're all swarming the ball and they beat us. But um, they think they think they were juiced up. They're like those girls were definitely <laughs> juiced up. There's no way they would have beat us. Like <laughs> they're going back thinking that. But um, <laughs> no, I could. Um, they no. What ended up happening is they realized that soccer was the same time as football, and that's why they they chose football over soccer. Not because I was a bad coach. Screw you, Ed. That doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Ed just dick. Ed is not the athlete that could have played soccer. That's the problem. He did not have those genes and that ability. He was just a dumb football player. <laughs> oh, look at me. I catch him run. Really, calm down. He couldn't have handled <laughs> soccer. That's a real sport.
2: <laughs> Should we believe Lisa's story on this, Ashley? You know her better than me. Hundred
3: percent. Okay. And I just, I, I can imagine like what a sweet, kind. Like soft-spoken coach that you were for those five <laughs> years olds um, I, I bet you you held them accountable. I have no doubt. We need to get the right. Powderpuff team on the podcast. We should I find out real. Them. I mean, they're and, probably
4: uh, playing right now in. in like, I mean,
3: commercial. I'm sure they're they're probably just yeah they're probably just getting all juiced up right now. <laughs> right? Exactly. Somewhere there's like somewhere You're there's like fifteen.
2: Yeah. Somewhere there's like fifteen <laughs> girls. When the Niners come on, they're like that like, guy. Like
3: that yeah. <laughs> Disaster
4: I will say this, there's an abnormal number of girls that come out of soccer out of Colorado that are on the professional teams. One year we there's the three, three college three of the college girls that were up for the equivalent of the Heisman for women's soccer were all from Colorado. That was pretty cool. Why we is have that? a lot of really good soccer players. I think they just have a really good youth program. They put a lot into it. It's it's pretty amazing what they've done. It's a big deal here in Colorado. Women's sports in Colorado, especially at the high school level and the young girls, is uh, we have tons of basketball players that make it too. It's actually pretty impressive. I I wish the guys would step up, but the girls yeah, teams no are be really good. Really yeah.
2: uh, Colorado Track and Field produced Ashley mm-hmm. Adamson.
4: Yes, you. there you go. I mean, seriously, need we say more? <laughs> Uh, that's
3: I mean the best athlete to come out of that
2: I once saw her dunk no way yeah Uh Yeah. a donut (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding um I I called my mom last night and said do you have any any questions I should ask a mom and she said what you would think a mom would say what are you most proud of what what are you most proud of
4: Hmm. oh yeah I I went for a little run today and I was thinking in my run I'm like I actually want to get all of the, all the boys together at the end of the Super Bowl just get them in a room and just tell all of them what I'm the most proud of them for. Cause just, I just think that would be, I, I'm proud of all of them. They're, I'm more, they're all very um, conscientious. They're not, for lack of a better term, they're not dicks. They're not like gonna like step on someone or be rude. So they're just, they're very conscientious. They, they if their feelings are hurt if they feel like they've hurt somebody else. Like I'm proud that they care That you know they could be pompous and egotistical, and they are the furthest thing from that. And I think that's the most thing that I am proud of. They're they're good citizens. They're good people. They're they're not gonna like screw people over in a business deal. They're not like money hungry. They're not you know like like I don't know. They're just I I love them, and I love the way they love each other and support each other too. That's one of the greatest greatest compliments. I, I I feel like that. I don't know if Ed and I contributed to that, but I love the way they love each other and. Um, when they're together, there's nothing better. They're hilarious, they're funny, and they just, they'll, they'll go to bat for each other like crazy. They'll fight, but if somebody comes in and says one bad thing about one, they'll all turn on that person and you know get after them. So I don't know, they just, that's what I'm, I think I'm the most proud of.
3: What a great answer. I gotta ask, what what's it like for the other three boys? I mean, I, I know we've kind of talked about this dynamic before, Lisa. They are all so special and so successful and are doing their thing in their own life but to have you know one of your kids be playing on the biggest stage of all time in really any sport um what what is it like for the siblings to to kind of watch i know they're super supportive but what what do you think that dynamic is
4: yeah no they uh, they all they're just i mean they are they're the number one fans. I mean, they're so like, you watch them watch a game. There's there's, they want it probably more than Christian. That, that's not true, but they just, they want it for him so bad. They know, they witness, they watch how hard he's worked and what he's done and they've seen it. You know, you ask them and they've said, we've been seeing this since little league and high school. They've all, all almost all of them were able to play with him in high school, except Luke was just a little too young. Um, but they all have watched him and they, they just, they, Seen, seen it at every level, and they're they're proud of him too. They're really proud of him, um, and they're supportive, and it's it's cool. They all um they're excited too and like one thing they they, they all like they all want to make it on their own too they don't want to use him to like make it but I, I actually heard the kelsey brothers talking um on their podcast just little clips and i actually was like it was cool the way they support each other and i, I called up like luke for example who's doing all these interviews for the senior bulls. he's interviewing with coaches and um scouts and whatnot and i'm like luke you know what you don't have to dismiss the fact that christian's your brother you can you know that's a plus that's not a negative that's they're not going to hold that against you that's a beautiful thing that you know and you can tell them that you support him. you don't have to disregard that that's a a really neat thing they don't want to think like oh they're riding his coattails or you know whatever but you know they they just truly love each other they don't want to be stereotyped as like the brothers that are the leeches or you know just hanging on because they all are doing their own thing but they're all all equally as proud of proud of him as he is of them too christian's proud of them and, and he loves them just as much too so i don't know that that's one thing i'm just kind of proud of it's pretty cool to see them interact so yeah and they fight too don't get me wrong but for the most part, they they love each other. I guess so.
2: Whatever. Well, so good. Here's one along those lines. Maybe if I interviewed all four boys, would I they would they agree on which one they think is your favorite?
4: Three of them would say the same one, and then the other one would probably some, say someone different. Yeah, I guess. I don't know that we actually just had this conversation just this past weekend. It's pretty funny um yeah but it varies it literally varies it completely changes every week to week
2: yeah Ashley, do you want to push her or
3: who would the three say <laughs> who, who would be the three that would so, say the same way?
4: max christian and dylan would all say that luke is my favorite because he's the baby you know he's the baby but like looking back here's why i mean it's not like he is my favorite but i do he's probably the most well-adjusted but here's why because he was the fourth one that kid was like basically raised himself he ha- we would like go off on the weekends to watch the other brothers play. And he'd be left alone in high school on weekends. And like, literally like was, is completely autonomous. Like he gets shit done. He can just do it. It's like, he doesn't call like, oh, I need this. None of the other ones are nags, but he just, he kind of raised himself. And so he's, he's probably the most well-adjusted, <laughs> <before>. <laughs> but they're all awesome. They're all great. I love, but Luke, but he's, he's not my favorite all the time. Right now, Dylan's my favorite because he flew out for Christian's last game and was amazing he was awesome he was the cutest he could tell i was so nervous and just out of the blue just stopped me and grabbed me and gave me a big hug and that was like that was the best thing that happened that day it was really cool Mm -hmm. so i don't know i I just uh it's just they would say luke but then luke would probably say somebody else i don't even know who he'd say so
2: so here's a mom's planning question then when a child acts like they need you less does that make you want want to yeah
4: no, because sometimes now, especially because they're not home, you want to be wanted still, like, because they're not around and they don't really, none of them really need me. Um, but when they do or they ask for something, that actually sometimes that will become my favorite. It's like, <laughs> oh, I, do, I do serve, although old and dangerous behind the wheel. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that too, so I don't know.
5: <laughs> Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get Salmon.
2: uh i had one kind of more serious one which is what happens when your kid becomes famous like to everybody i remember i think it was um sam darnold's mom came on yeah Yeah. talked about that yeah
4: yeah it's uh i don't know you want to protect him even more in a weird way you want to just make sure that he's protected and safe um but it's still it's pretty cool it's 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 kind of i don't want to like dismiss it because it's it's a beautiful thing it's a it's a wonderful thing if you if you keep it in under control and you don't like get a big head or worry we don't let him get a big head i promise you (laughs) between the brothers and ed and i he is not getting a big head um but um no you just yeah make sure that's one thing for sure you just want to make sure he stays humble um but uh yeah you just i don't know it it can be a little nerve-wracking sometimes like but for the most part it's i mean ed kind of had it a little bit here so we sort of went through that and they watched their dad navigated, and he was just—he's Ed was did it beautifully. He did it like a—he was great at it. If it was me, it would be way different. I'd be like, "Hey, look, hey, this is awesome." Ed was like, doesn't he doesn't love attention? He's like kind of like in arms, like they'll do things and whatnot, but he's more of a—he's a little sh- like shyer. He doesn't love the attention, which is kind of cool. Whereas I love it. Are you kidding? I love it. So, but and then yeah, so Christian's a little bit like Ed now. You know, he's a little bit like oh, you know, shies away from it, but. Um, but he appreciates it, too, I think. I think, you know, he worked hard to get in this position. Like, I think one of the coolest things I, I've ever witnessed as a mom is, like, first and foremost, the first time I went to a pan, a Carolina Panther game and somebody's wearing his jersey, I'm like, are you kidding me? Somebody's wearing my kid's jersey. That's so cool. And then people are asking him for autographs. You just want his name signed. Like, that's even they did that with Ed. Like, that's really a scrap of paper with his name and that specialty. That's really cool. That's pretty neat. So.
3: Anyway. Can I jump into and say, Lisa, I think one of the coolest things that I, and I, you kind of know this from the outside, but then getting to know and, and kind of seeing it more from the inside too. It's been really cool. I don't think people realize how much influence on like kids and young people and people in general, but especially like these young people who just idolize athletes and not all of them maybe should be idolized. And Christian in my mind is like, exactly who every kid should look up to. And the way that he thinks about and shows up. And it's been, you know, many of the stories have been told publicly about the videos that he sent and the things that he's done and what he's done for his foundation and you know and helping kids and all of this stuff. But there are so many more of those stories that don't get told that aren't out in the public eye. And it just the impact that he can have on somebody's life and especially young person's it's it's been unbelievable for me to see. Like it's it's emotional for me to even like talk about it because even Knowing some of the stuff that he's done, I, I imagine that um, that's a pretty amazing part of being his mom too, is just seeing how he's able to impact people.
0: Yeah,
4: I know absolutely. I get I get blown away still when like a kid asks for an autograph and like they're, they're cheering or they're excited. That's like wow, that you just made that kid's day. And sometimes I tell him that I'm like, did you see what you know what happened? How special that was for that 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 kid. And um, I just want him to appreciate that and don't dismiss it and don't act like it's not a big deal because it is a big deal. It it is really neat. And he's been put in this position and I just hope he just can maintain it and do it with class and, and, you know, spread goodness and do the right thing. And the way he carries himself so far has been pretty good. Um, He's not been arrested. So that's a good start.
3: He does have some tattoos though. I don't know. tattoos. That was one
4: of my things. He did get some tattoos, but um, yeah. So can't win them all.
2: Well, I I know this. If I was like, let's say I was a, You know, you mentioned Matt Burrows in your mailbag. If I was like writing a story, one of the questions I would ask you is he and you mentioned, uh, I think, in that mailbag how hard he works. And I heard him talking about his some of his offseason training with like surfers, with Laird Hamilton and some of these people that do stuff that's very different than the way football. And one thing he said was that I guess when he was little, maybe Ed threw him in the pool. Uh, wearing like a, you know, a floaty to, because Christian's thing was you don't get to rest in water. You can't stop like you can on land. And so it really right. forces you. So the question I would ask if I was writing one of the, a story about like how Christian McCaffrey became this worker is what in what was it you think that you and Ed did that created a person willing to push himself to places that even others who Play his sport, maybe don't quite push themselves to?
4: Um, Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first and foremost, um, Luca is one of the best surfers in the world. Luca was in our box last last game, and he's one of Christian's best friends. He's one of the Maverick surfers, the big wave surfers. I don't know if you know he is, but look him up. Luca, um, Pat, Pat, I can't pronounce his last name, but he is probably one of the greatest he's one of his, he's become one of his best friends. He's just a, a gem, just a great guy. So that was cool. Actually, I kind of asked him that question. I'm like, what is the biggest wave you've ever had to endure? And were you ever scared and whatnot? And he just said, he said, I had to, he was, there, he showed me a picture of a wave. It looked like an avalanche coming down this huge wave. he had fallen. And it, I, I'm like, I would have freaked. I would have just lost it. I know me. He just said I had to take a big breath, go underwater and just relax and wait for it to pass and meanwhile it's pushing him around all over on the reef he's like you know it's banging around and and he just you know had to just like get out of it he had to just be calm otherwise he would he could have died um if he didn't he had to hold his breath for over 30 seconds and then it you know it passed and he could get up and and get out and they'd have to you know bring him to safety but it's insane what those surfers do um but that that um and then like the cold stuff he does is, is it just helps him Ah, uh, train his mind to get in a certain of flow, like a relaxed flow. But what we did, I, I don't know. I have to be honest. I don't know what exactly we did to get him to be this mo this just focused and this hardworking. I, I mean, his dad was insane um when he played. Um, he learned how to train, actually. he learned. He became a better player after watching Jerry Rice, to be honest, after watching him train, watching his work ethic, what he did to be the best receiver on the field. And he was gifted some amazing talent, but he also was an incredible worker. And Ed watched him at the Niners. And, you know, I don't know if, you you know, Ed was a good player, you know, big and fast, but. Um, he had to hone his skills. So he learned how to train, you know, that was one of the guys he learned to train from. And then he came to Broncos and used that. And Ed was same thing. He would like, I mean, looking back, he was, he was a freak. He would like cut any teeny tiny extra piece of thread or clothing on his uniform because he wanted to be lighter because he had a complex because people said he was slow. Meanwhile, he ran a four, three, eight, but that's besides the point. Um, not as combine, but he's run that before it's been clocked. Um, so, but he had a complex about being slow about people stereotyping him as being slow. So he would do, anything in his power to be lighter. So when he would go out on the field and he goes, he's laughing. He's like, I should have invented the shirts. They had the jerseys they have now, because that's what he was trying to get after the tight, tight, tight jerseys, the, the, the cutting of the jerseys um, everything. And Ed was um, their coach. He, like helped him in little league too. He's one of their, one of their coaches, not Christians actually, um, ironically, but all the other guys he helped coach. But um, even in little league, Ed was a freak about that. He's like, he, he would feel like a failure as a dad. If one of them would get Jersey tackled. So he would double side tape his jersey onto the pads. If uh, he he literally to this day, if Christian gets jersey tackled, he'll yell at him. Even if I don't give playoff game anything, he'll he'll ask Christian. He'll freak about it. He's like, no, that's like the one thing you don't want him to do is get jersey tackled. So he would literally go to Home Depot, get double sided tape like con- like construction tape, tape their jerseys onto their pads. And then when he was coaching, he'd do it to almost every player on the team. It was incredible. But he was just so so focused on details, every little thing to make you the best player you can be. He's like, if you're going to do this, let's do this right. Let's, let's, you know, put everything we have into it. But Ed was like, I don't care what you do, but that's what you have to in life. Like, I don't care if you want to play piano, if you want to be a singer, if you want to be an artist, whatever it is, just, and I felt the same way too. I'm like, whatever you do, just put all, put your all into it, give it your all. Why not? If you're going to try, you might as well just try. So anyway, maybe that's where he got it. I don't know, but yeah, Ed was a slightly psycho back in the day. And maybe that carried over to Christian. <laughs> um, but that, I don't know that could be it.
2: So, but my only my last follow-up cause I don't want to take any more of your time. Is that, uh, it, my observation though, is that, you know, a lot of, he doesn't seem to be angry. Like sometimes the guys who play that hard anger is a motivator. It doesn't seem like anger is what motivates or the anger is not a part of that for him. I don't know. Is that true? Mm-hmm.
4: You think did you watch the Rose bowl?
2: I did watch the Rose bowl. He was, that's right. He didn't win the Heisman and he went off in the Rose bowl. That's true.
4: No, he's, he, no, he's, he's, he's not like by nature an angry kid, but he, he's, he's like Ed too. And probably me a little bit. I have to admit is like, like almost bizarrely competitive. Like, I mean, we've had some, like, we play gin sometimes or backgammon and it's, it's pretty heated and we get angry and, oh, there's like holes in the wall from where they would play video games. And if like he lost, there's holes in the walls. And, um, he's very, 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 very competitive that by his nature and it wants to win, wants to be the best, wants to beat the guy that's, you know, covering him and whatnot. So that's important to him. Um, and yeah, and by nature, he's, I mean, he likes to, he's not an angry guy off the field, but when he gets on the field, he likes, he feels competitive with the other team. That's for sure. So maybe that's where you get some of those runs from, I don't know.
2: <laughs> Actually, I have many more, but I'm gonna stop because.
3: I know, well, we'll just have to have you back. I think we should, do this This bonus uh, planning episode was even better than I could have imagined because here's the thing, and I said this to Guy the other day, Lisa, I- I've gotten to know you so well and we've had so many of these conversations over the last couple of years that there's some obvious things that I don't think to ask you. And so that was fascinating and awesome for me to listen to you answer some of those questions because some of them I didn't even know. Um, but no Jersey tackles. I, I'm, I'm here. That's that. a good watch little it. nugget. Yeah, yeah, that's good.
2: We'll watch for that. No tackles.
3: He was talking about that on one of the, well, the podcasts of Christian go on that he
1: was talking about that with, he'd oh, like yeah. get grounded if he got Jersey tackled.
4: Yes, for real. It was, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs>